Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, and I'm not with my permanent guest, Cammie. She is unavailable right now because she's been working her ass off for launching her new store. And so let's give her a break for a minute. I'm going to go into the solo today, give you a quick episode where we're going to talk about the Great Wall of China and the legend of the Flying General. So mystery, typically I would have Cammie, the co-creator on here. She would give you a story based off of our topic, right? And then I would go into some of the history. Well, today I'm going to do both. So I wanted to do something that I found historically interesting, that I knew a little bit about, wanted to learn more. I think everyone's heard of the Great Wall of China, obviously, uh, but there's some fun things you might not know. The legend of the Flying General was one thing I definitely did not know. So here's how it goes. During the Ming Dynasty, a general named Qi Jigong was tasked with defending the Great Wall from invaders. Qi Jiguang was a brilliant strategist and a skilled warrior. He led his troops to victory in many battles, and he earned a reputation as one of the greatest generals in Chinese history. One day, Qi Jiguang was leading his troops on a patrol along the Great Wall when they were attacked by a large group of invaders. The battle was so fierce and Qi Jiguang's troops were heavily outnumbered. Just when it seemed like all hope was lost, Qi Jiguang suddenly flew into the air. He soared over the battlefield, raining down arrows on the enemy. The invaders were so stunned by Qi Jiguang's flying that they turned and fled. Qi Jiguang's victory was hailed as a miracle. Some people said that he had been possessed by a spirit, while others said that he had been blessed by the gods. Whatever the explanation, Qi Jiguang's flying victory has helped secure the Great Wall and protect China from invasion. So, Qi Jiguang, that was uh, the Ming Dynasty period. This was 1368 to 1644 is when the Ming Dynasty was around. Qi Jiguang was born in 1528. So he was well into the Ming Dynasty and established. We're talking... uh, Way late, you know, um, American independence is uh, about 100 years after the Ming Dynasty here. This is how far we are um, in the timeline of, of our world. The, the Great Wall, though, began construction in the 7th century BCE during the Qin Dynasty, um, which was uh, 221 to 206 um, BC. But that's, that's wild. That's, this is like, you know, Homer writing his epics in ancient Greece, there the ancient epics in ancient Greece, that's when the construction kind of began, of course. China was very centralized. Um, it's been around for a very long time, but uh, it, it's one of the, the cradles of civilization. You know, the river networks, societies and ancient civilizations were able to, to thrive because of these rivers and things like that. But of course, uh, just like anywhere in the world, northerners are a problem. Think the Vikings and stuff like that. So you start building a wall to keep those northerners out. The crazy thing about this wall, though, is it continued construction for an extremely long time. Now, the most extensive period of construction was during the Ming Dynasty, the one where uh, the general um, Ji 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 Guang was around. Um, so it wasn't always, you know, being continuously worked on. Um, different emperors picked up uh, and put down uh, it over time, and you know, needs change. You have different invaders, different worries. Uh, flooding was a huge problem at this time. Earthquakes. Uh, so sometimes you just couldn't even worry about the Great Wall of China. You had to just worry about your, your centralized area. And remember, China wasn't always um, unified China. That wasn't until uh, very recently, uh, over 100 years ago, where we started to see China become 
a, a centralized, maybe that's not the right word, became one, became unified. But the Great Wall of China is still around today. Um, it's important to note, though, it, it's not exactly continuous. It's a series of fortifications. So if you've seen Mulan and all that, it, that's very real. And, and you know, you may have been to it. And because of how long it is, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, I mean, it's, it's 13,000 miles long, uh, usually 15 um, to uh, 16 feet high, five meters high and 15 feet uh, wide at the top. It, it, absolutely huge. But um, it, it's not exactly one continuous wall. I imagine there's like natural fortifications, mountains, and things like that, that it uh, uses along with its own and just, you know, where you fill in those gaps uh, with those mountains and things like that. What's really cool is uh, I thought it was interesting to that over 20 million people likely were used to build it. And uh, while it's made, it's made of earth, stone, and wood, but there are stories and rumors that, you know, um, you'd have people working, they didn't really have a choice, they die of exhaustion or whatever, or maybe just people nearby died, you'd throw them in just to help support, pack that soil, add more material to this great wall. So that's one way to build the wall. Uh, another interesting thing too, it's not visible from space. So it, it can be seen with like radar uh, imaging, like from space, you can zoom and enhance uh, a little bit, but you, you the naked eye won't be able to, de to detect it at all, unfortunately. It's totally possible that, you know, um, early astronauts in space uh, who could make out certain things and features, they were, you know, f familiarizing themselves and they could have believed that they saw it. Totally uh, understandable that that could have happened, but wasn't the case. Now about Qi Ji Guang. So he's extremely important. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, Chinese myth and legend here. Guan Yu was a really fun one. Uh, this was a general from, uh, I think it was like 200 AD or BC. I can't remember. I think it was, um, or maybe in 80 AD, actually. Uh, very early, uh, very popular leader, um, spiritual, historical figure in China in general. And Qi Qi Guang, while, you know, th a thousand and some change year later from Guan Yu, still extremely important, even in modern China. He was extensively written about, and he wrote books. Remember, this was he was around in the 1500s, the 16th century, so this isn't that far back for sources. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, uh, "Effective Military" or "New Book on Effective Military Training Methods." Right to the point. So he wrote a book called that, um, a manual on modern military strat uh, strategy. It's considered one of the most important works in military strategy in uh, Chinese history. Um, he's known for stopping pirates. Yeah, he, he was really well known for uh, fortifying the coast. Um, so he, he stopped pirates. He had these famous Ji uh, Shaolan fortifications that he made along the coast. Um, really worked hard here in, in his time. So be became extremely well known. He was uh, referenced in the Ming Shi. It's the, the history of the Ming Dynasty. This is an official history of the Ming Dynasty compiled by the Imperial Court in 1739, which includes a biography of Qi Ji Guang. The Wu Zheng Pu is a collection of military diagrams. This was written in 1562. And then there's also uh, the records of Qi Ji Guang, a book compiled by his own descendants in the 17th century, containing a collection of his writings and correspondence. Um, he is still well referenced today. He's still revered today. I kind of think of it like George Washington, you know, America, he, he's our only five-star general. He's a great military leader. He's a great commander and hero to the American people. That's how Xi Guang was. And unfortunately, we don't have any stories about Washington flying in the sky, raining down musket balls on redcoats. But 
Xi uh, Kong was able to do that. It makes me think of the the Dynasty Warriors games by Koei Tecmo, where they do their special Musao attack, and they just do all sorts of crazy stuff. This is what I imagine it would have been like for Gigi Guang. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, we will have a normal episode with Cammy soon. She's We've got some fun topics that were going on. I just wanted to hit something quick, sweet, uh, learn something new. That's the whole point of this podcast. If you have any ideas of what you'd like to hear about, let us know. Uh, mystery is all one word with an I-E at the end. M-Y-T-H-S-T-O-R-I-E. Uh, at gmail.com, you can get to us. Mystery.net takes you to our links, uh, our, our landing page where you can get all of our links. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to talk about. If you're on a podcast services, leave a review, subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment, like. Those help us out a great deal. Those metrics, the podcast has been doing great. We had a very successful episode about the Bermuda Triangle. That was a lot of fun. So we want to continue the good work as best we can. So everyone, thank you for joining us or me. And we will see you next time. Oh!